We take an in-depth look at the trades LA Kings GM Rob Blake has made on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode of Locked On LA Kings, we look at the trades past and present since GM Rob Blake has taken over running the team. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a lifelong LA Kings fan. Hall of Fame defenseman Rob Blake was promoted to LA Kings general manager from assistant GM on April 10th of 2017. He took over for Dean Lombardi, who built a team that would go on to win the franchise's first two Stanley Cups, but then fall off and win just one playoff game the next three seasons. Today, we're going to look at the trades that Rob Blake has made uh, since his time as Kings general manager. Tomorrow, we'll look at the signings that he's made over the time that he's been the Kings GM. But again, we're just focusing on the trades of note that he has made Uh, since Blake has taken over as Kings GM. He has been involved in 27 trades involving 50 players and 21 draft picks. Again, we're just looking at the major trades uh, involving players of note, we are not going to recap the Stephen Falkowski for Pavel Jenny's trade back in 2018. I know you're very disappointed about that. I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable hockey fan. I have never in my life heard of either of those two gentlemen, but uh, we're not going to talk about those types of deals. We're going to talk about the, uh, the deals of note. We will talk about the first ever trade made by Rob Blake, which occurred on May 9th of 2017 when he shipped out the rights to free agent to be goaltender Ben Bishop to the Dallas Stars. For a 2017 fourth-round pick that turned into defenseman Marcus Phillips, who has yet to play in the NHL and is no longer in the Kings organization. Uh, as far as you know, Ben Bishop would go on to play a couple of nice seasons with the Dallas Stars. Uh, he did sign a big contract with Dallas and then ended up having uh, to end his career due to injury. I think his, his contract is still on the books somewhere. Somebody traded for his contract because he didn't retire because he's still getting paid because he got hurt. Um, but I, I can't remember who it is. Maybe like New Jersey has his contract on the books. But anyway, um, you know, Ben Bishop was certainly a solid goalie for a few years after that. But at the time, 2017, the Kings had Jonathan Quick in year four of his 10-year contract extension. So uh, they felt like, uh, well, look, Ben Bishop wasn't going to stick around to be a backup. He had a chance to go be a starting goaltender elsewhere. And the Kings wanted to get something in return for his rights, which is what they did. So certainly a solid pick to get something for a guy that was leaving anyway. And that was the first trade Rob Blake ever made as Kings general manager. The next uh, trade of note that he made was on February 13th of 2018. The Kings get defenseman Dion Phaneuf and forward Nate Thompson from the Ottawa Senators for forward Marion Gabrick and Nick Shore. Now, Gabrick was the big name in this deal, and uh, little did the Ottawa Senators know, they would only get 16 games out of Marion Gabrick before he had back surgery and never played again. They were on the hook for three more years of Gabrick's contract. So um, it turned out to be a fortuitous deal for the LA Kings, Dion Phaneuf 
you know, he had a couple of average seasons in LA. Nick, uh, Nate Thompson, you know, was just the guy. Nick Shore, the same for Ottawa. So, um, I think the, the big trade here, uh, the big, uh, you know, how this one turned out was that the Kings got lucky. They didn't have a Marion Gabrick who was going to only play 16 more games. They had that contract off their books. So it ended up being a good deal for, for Rob Blake. Uh, on February 21st of 2018, in my opinion, the worst trade Rob Blake has made in his tenure as general manager, he shipped off goaltender Darcy Kemper to the Arizona Coyotes for forward Tobias Reeder and goaltender Scott Wedgwood. Neither Reeder nor Wedgwood are still in the Kings organization. Uh, Wedgwood is now a backup in Dallas. Kemper just went on to win the Stanley Cup as the starting goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche and then signed a five-year, $26.25 million deal with the Washington Capitals. Now, at the time of the trade, again, Jonathan Quick was the number one goalie and Darcy Kemper was the backup. But in 19 games for the Kings, Kemper posted a 10-1-3 record, a 2.10 goals against average, and a 9.32 save percentage. Now, he had been in the, in the NHL for a few years with the Minnesota Wild. He had been a backup pretty much his whole career, um, never really pushing for, for the number one job. But he was still a relatively young goalie and was putting up some really great numbers as a number two. Uh, my guessing is that Rob Blake and the brain trust of the Kings thought, hey, this guy's having a hell of a year. Um, and, and let's get something for him before he turns into a pumpkin. Because he's never had these kind of numbers really before in his career. Again, 10-1-3 in, uh, in 19 games, 2.10 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage. So Kemper would go on to the Arizona Coyotes, and even though his win-loss record was bad because he was playing for a bad team, he still had a great save percentage and a respectable goals against average, even in his time in Arizona, where he would eventually become the number one goaltender. Uh, after that, he'd get shipped off. I can't remember if he was traded or if he signed a free agent deal in Colorado, but finally he got on a good team and showed what he could do. He's now a Stanley Cup winning goalie, and he's parlayed that into a number one job and a nice contract with the Washington Capitals. Uh, you know, at the time, uh, it would have been uh, it would have been nice if somebody had said, you know what, this guy's a solid backup, and I think eventually, maybe down the road, he could be the replacement for Jonathan Quick. Now, again, that was four years ago. So, but Darcy Kemper had been a backup his whole time in the NHL before that. So, I don't think it was something where he would have been unhappy, so to speak, to be a number two. You pay him a million or a million and a half a year. I think in, in, in where he was in his career, he might have been okay with that. Um, and then eventually, look, 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 like I said, would, would you rather have Darcy Kemper right now over Cal Peterson? I absolutely would. Um, so that one didn't work out. I don't think it was a horrific trade necessarily because again, the Kings had Jonathan quick at the time. And this, we're talking about a backup goalie that would eventually turn into a pretty reliable number one goalie. He's not a superstar. I know he just won a Stanley cup, but obviously the avalanche felt like they didn't need to resign him. They let him walk so that he could go to another team um, because they had money they wanted to spend elsewhere. But again, I think Darcy Kemper, uh, you know, if he would have stuck around with LA, could have been a very solid backup. The Kings wouldn't have spent the money on Cal Peterson, you would think. And eventually maybe Darcy Kemper is your goaltender next year after Jonathan Quick, his contract expires and he hangs it up. So I would say that was probably the worst trade that Rob Blake has made in his time as LA Kings general manager. Up next, we're going to talk about a deal he made on January 28th of 2019. 
And I think this was the best trade that Rob Blake has made in his time as Kings GM. He sent defenseman Jake Muzzin to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Carl Grundstrom, defenseman Sean Dursey, and a 2019 first-round pick that turned into defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot. Uh, We had an email from Michael on Friday that we read, and he was one of the ones who suggested that I do this feature on Rob Blake. And he said he thought this was the best trade the Kings had made under uh, Rob Blake. And I agree with him. Uh, you ship off Jake Muzzin, who I thought was a little bit overrated, frankly. Um, and he's been in and out of the lineup for Toronto. You get back three young players who all, I think, will be in the starting lineup for the Kings this coming season and 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 look to have uh, bright futures ahead of them. Carl Grunstrom's a solid power forward. I think he's going to start on the fourth line for the Kings at right wing. Sean Dursey is probably going to be on the third pairing on defense and probably be the second quarterback on the Kings' second power play unit. Um, behind Drew Doughty, and you get a defenseman in Tobias Bjornfoot who's going to be on the second pairing this year for the LA Kings. And again, I think all three of these guys have better days to come for the LA Kings. So a solid trade there for Rob Blake uh, in exchange for Jake Muzzin. Uh, the next deal we'll talk about is February 5th of 2020. The Kings sent out goaltender Jack Campbell and forward Kyle Clifford of the Toronto Maple Leafs for forward Trevor Moore, a 2020 third round pick that turned into forward Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, Lafreniere, who is playing collegiately at Harvard right now, and also a 2021 conditional third-round pick that the Kings ended up trading away. Um, Another goaltender in Jack Campbell that was a decent backup for LA, but he didn't flourish and really turn into a solid goaltender until he left for Toronto and turned into a number one goalie that he's now parlayed that into a big contract as the goaltender, the number one goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers starting this year. So another goaltender the Kings could have kept around as Jonathan Quick's backup, and maybe again he turns into Quick's heir apparent after this year, um, but they do get Trevor Moore, who's been a solid second-line winger for the LA Kings. Um, we'll see if forward Alexi Laferriere turns into something, the kid who's at Harvard right now. Um, that could turn out to be um, a decent win-win for both teams, but I think it still depends on what Alexi Lafreniere, uh, Lafreniere excuse me, uh, turns into for the LA Kings. So, uh, you know, not a terrible trade for the Kings, but one at this time I think you kind of put an incomplete on. Uh, February 17th of 2020, the Kings sent forward Tyler Toffoli to the Vancouver Canucks for forward Tim Schaller, forward Tyler Madden, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Um, it was it was tough to see Tyler Toffoli go. I mean, some of the other guys you could, you could understand that we're going to talk about in a minute that were a part of the Stanley Cup winning teams that were a little bit older, and the Kings obviously were real bu- rebuilding. They wanted to get those veteran contracts off the books for some younger players, so I mean, Tyler Toffoli is only 30 years old. Um, he, he, I could still, I would still be fine with him in a Kings uniform. Um, but you've got Adrian Kempe playing on the right wing. You've got Victor Arvidsson playing on the right wing. They're at least uh, as good as Tyler Toffoli. Maybe better, you could argue. Um, but uh, that one has turned out, you know, they did, the Kings did get Tyler Madden in return. He's a pretty good looking prospect playing in Ontario in the, uh, in the AHL right now. Um, the other picks that they picked up, they traded them away. Um, as you sometimes do with draft picks. Now, they don't always get selected by the Kings. Sometimes they use those picks to move up in other drafts or, or acquire different picks later on, things like that. So um, right now, um, you can't say that that's a great deal at, for the Kings at this point. Um, but at the same time, again, they got Tyler Tafoy's, uh contract off the books. They picked up some prospects then, and that they turned into some other things. Um, so kind of an incomplete, I guess, on that. And we'll see if Tyler Madden turns into something or not. February 19th of 2020, the Kings sent defenseman Alec Martinez to the Vegas Golden Knights for a second-round pick in 2020 and a second-round pick in 2021. Always tough to see uh, 
Marty Go, um, you know, he, he's a guy that still could be giving them quality minutes, but he's a little bit older. He has had some injury issues, although he did have a great season for Vegas year before last. Um, but uh, understood at the time why they made the trade. And again, the two draft picks they got in return were picks that they ended up flipping for other picks. So it didn't turn out to get, um, you know, if, if as far as like tracking down how these tricks, how these picks eventually turned into something or not, kind of hard to do. You can do kind of the first step, if you will. Um, but after they get traded to other teams and then they, those teams trade their picks for other picks, it's, it can kind of get really convoluted. So uh, it was tough to see Alec Martinez go. But again, you understand Rob Blake in the rebuild was looking to get rid of some of the veteran players who were under contract and get assets in return. October 7th of 2020, the Kings acquire forward Leas Anderson from the New York Rangers for a 2020 second round pick. The Rangers turned that into left winger Will Cooley, who is still in their organization, has yet to play at the NHL level. I've gone on record as saying that I do not think Leas Anderson will ever turn into a NHL player. Um... But I get the move at the time. It was one of those things where Leah Sanderson was a top 10 pick of the Rangers. It didn't work out there. And as you will see with players like, like Leah Sanderson, who were high picks, but didn't work out. Some other teams will be like, well, maybe a change of scenery, maybe a different organization, maybe another opportunity is what this guy needs. Clearly, he had the ability to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Maybe it'll work out with us. And so far, it's been more of the same uh, with Leah Sanderson. Uh, so I don't. I am very skeptical he'll ever turn into a solid NHL player. Uh, if it, if he does, I doubt it'll be with the Kings. But hey, I hope he proves me wrong. But I I understand the trade at the time, why the LA Kings would roll the dice and give up a second round pick for a guy that had the potential to be a high level player, but it hasn't worked out. April eleventh, twenty twenty one, the Kings sent forward Jeff Carter to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a conditional third round pick in twenty twenty two and a fourth-round pick in 2023. Again, a veteran player. They wanted to get his contract off the books, bring in some some younger talent, get some assets. Again, the Kings did end up trading both of those picks uh, for other assets uh, down the road. July 1st, 2021, the Kings get forward Victor Arvidsson from the Nashville Predators for a second-round pick in 2021 and a third-round pick in 2022. Nashville would end up trading both those picks, so they didn't turn into... Uh, players uh, as far as those specific picks were concerned. Uh, Victor Arb is in a solid second-line winger for the LA Kings, so a good acquisition there. And finally, June 29th of 2022, the Kings get forward the rights to forward Kevin Fiala from the Minnesota Wild for defenseman Brock Faber and a 2022 first-round pick that turned into left-winger William Ogren. Uh, I think Brock Faber is going to definitely turn into an NHL-caliber defenseman in the near future. Uh, and we'll see what that first-round pick, William Ogren, turns into for Minnesota. But the Kings had to address their biggest need this offseason, which was a top-line left winger. They did that. That was a great move by Rob Blake uh, to help the team now. Um, he did have to give up a nice asset in Brock Favor. But then again, you know, if you look at the Kings' young defenseman, where is Brock Favor at this point? Uh, he's probably fourth or fifth if you stack up the Kings' young defenseman. It would, I think it would go something like... Uh, Sean Dursey, Tobias Bjornfoot, uh, Jordan Spence, uh, Brant Clark, and then Brock Faber. So again, he's a guy who's going to be an NHL player by all accounts, but not for a few more years. And the Kings needed to get better now. So I think that was a trade that made a lot of sense for Rob Blake. So there you have it. Those are all the major trades, uh, the trades of note that GM Rob Blake has made since taking over as Kings general manager. 
Uh, like I said, I think the Darcy Camper trade ended up being his worst deal. Uh, I thought the trade for um, Carl Grundstrom, Sean Dursey, and Tobias Bjornfoot for Jake Muzzin was probably his best deal. Um, the Kevin Fiala trade, I think, was was very good. The Victor Arvidsson deal was good as well. Um, and you understand why he made a lot of these deals. He did get rid of some beloved players like Alec Martinez and Tyler Toffoli and Jeff Carter. But it was it was what was needed in the direction the Kings were going into in the rebuild to shed some of those veteran contracts and bring in the young assets. If you want to give Rob Blake a trade, um, I'm one of those teachers. If I was a teacher, I'd probably rarely give out F's. I mean, if it was just you didn't show up and you just didn't try. Um, but I also don't give a lot of A's out as well. So I think it's a solid job so far by Rob Blake. I'd give him a very solid B, maybe even a B plus. But uh, I, as a Kings fan, I'm very satisfied with the job that Rob Blake has done so far in his tenure as GM. Uh, if you agree, disagree, or have any thoughts, uh, would love to get your feedback on what you think the, uh, of the job that Rob Blake has done as Kings General Manager thus far. Uh, and again, we are going to touch on, this is just his grade for the trades he's made. He's also going to get a grade tomorrow when we discuss the major re-signings and free agent signings he has made in his tenure. So uh, the first half of the grade for me for Rob Blake is a solid B. Uh, if you have any thoughts on that, you can send me an email. We'll read it on Friday's show. And the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. LockedOnEddie, E-D-D-I-E, at gmail.com. Hey, I want to tell you about a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, when you get to be over 50, I'm 52, you need a little more energy at times. And with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and antigens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, and it costs you less than $3 a day, cheaper than your morning coffee or your after-work brew habit. And you're investing in your health. Really, what, what is a price to invest in your health? Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is even recommended by some professional athletes. Now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day is all you need to do. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. On Friday's edition of Locked on LA Kings, I talked about who I thought the Kings' biggest rival was, and I also asked, what team do you love to hate? Now, I, I kind of intended it to be kind of the same question, but then I also said there's no right or wrong answer, and uh, I did want to uh, give you some feedback on on what we uh, saw on the Locked On LA Kings Twitter account, which is at Locked On LA Kings, uh, and it was uh, an interesting mixed bag. Uh, we did have, for example, at Rob Blake Burner tweet that the Sharks are our biggest rival, but the Golden Knights are the team I love to hate. So he is breaking it down in two different ways, and I actually totally get where he's coming from. Uh, he doesn't think that the Knights have earned the right to be our biggest rival because of the probably the playoff appearances we've had against the Sharks. But the Golden Knights are a hateable team. Uh, we're going to talk more about that in a second. But a lot of people seem to have that same opinion as well. And I didn't even bring up Vegas when I talked about uh, some teams that could be the Kings' biggest rival or the team that Kings fans hate the most. I should have, actually, because my wife, who is a big L.A. Kings fan, 
her most hated team. She does not like the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think it comes from a lot of people. I think a little bit to be, if we're going to be totally honest, is in jealousy because the Golden Knights got so good so fast. They go to the Stanley Cup final in their first year and people are like, what the hell? You guys haven't earned this. You know, you you have to you have to earn your fandom. This is this is not right. You guys get having all these good times right off the bat and being all arrogant and sticking your chest out. You still haven't, you know, you haven't earned that right yet. I think a lot of hockey fans kind of felt that way. Uh, there were a lot of people who also didn't pick just one team. We had at T Crotty 101. He had three different tiers of rivals or hated teams. His tier one was the Sharks, Ducks, and Golden Knights. And by the way, that those were the top three in the voting as far as uh, what you guys said were either the King's rival or the team you love to hate. Those were the clear top three. Uh, his t- his tier two had Calgary and Edmonton, and his tier three was Chicago, Detroit, Vancouver, and St. Louis. Uh, uh, also, the unofficial results from what I saw in the voting on Twitter was that the San Jose Sharks are what you feel are the King's biggest rival. And that makes a lot of sense. Like I said, they've met multiple times in the playoffs in recent years. Uh, The Anaheim Ducks were number two, a close second. And that makes a lot of sense as well. And Vegas checked in at number three. We did have a couple of comments, one from at Kings fan in JP and one from at the a fan C who both tweeted that they didn't think the Kings had a rival at this point. And I think that's, that's kind of fair. I think it's uh, it's something that is a bit up in the air at this point. I think it's, Let's put it this way. I think it's a job uh, that is available <laughs> for a team uh, to to, uh, to to take that position. Maybe it's the Edmonton Oilers if they meet again in the playoffs this coming year. Hey, I did want to pass along real quick that the Kings uh, announced today uh, all of their promotional nights for the upcoming 2022-23 season. We're going to whip through this real quick. Uh, October 11th against Vegas opening night. They're giving away silver pom-poms. Uh, October 25th against Seattle is Armenian Heritage Night. Uh, October 27th against Winnipeg, Grateful Dead Night. You've got October 29th against Toronto, Dia de los Muertos Night. They're giving away a t-shirt for that. Uh, November 5th against Florida, Native American Heritage Night. November 8th against Minnesota is LA Chargers Night, which I will be there because I've, I've mentioned that on the show before. My wife is the biggest Chargers fan you will ever meet, so... We always go to that game for sure. Uh, November 10th against Chicago is Hockey for Heroes. And I, th- I believe that's kind of a, um, I think that's a veteran uh, thing where they're honoring uh, military uh, folks there. Uh, November 12th against Detroit, Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Um, November 27th against Ottawa is Kids Day. They're giving out a coloring book and crayons to kids. Uh, November 29th against Seattle is We Are All Kings Night. Okay. Uh, December 1st against Arizona is Ontario Rain Night. December 17th against San Jose, Season Ticket Member Appreciation Night. I thought that was usually the last game of the season. Uh, December 20th against the Ducks is Freeway Faceoff Night. They're giving away a car flag on that one. Are car flags still a thing? I don't see those too much anymore. Uh, December 22nd against Calgary is the holiday game, so they'll be celebrating Christmas around that time. They're giving away beanies out to all the fans in attendance. December 21st, obviously, New Year's Eve glow night against the Flyers. They're giving away crowns and glow sticks. January 5th against Boston is LA Lakers night. Uh, January 9th against Edmonton is Canadian Heritage night. January 14th against New Jersey is LA Dodgers night. Uh, January 19th against Dallas, Filipino Heritage night. December 11th against Pittsburgh is the Dustin Brown retirement night. Uh, December 13th against Buffalo, Black History Month game. Uh, December 18th against Arizona is Star Wars night. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I'll probably go to that one. Uh, March 2nd against Montreal is LA Galaxy and Japanese Heritage Night. We What, we couldn't get two separate nights? We couldn't split those up? 
March the 4th uh, against St. Louis is Gender Equality Night. March 11th against Nashville is Zippy Paws Night. I'm guessing that has to do with your pets. And Indian Heritage Night. I'm guessing that's not Native American. Uh, They are giving away uh, dog toys, by the way, on that night. Uh, On March 14th uh, against the New York Islanders is Pie Day. It's spelled P-I on the the press release. It's not like P-I-E. I'd be all in on that Pie Day. But I'm not sure about this Pi Day. Was it? Did they just leave out the E? Uh, don't know. March 16th against uh, Columbus is St. Patrick's Day night and Irish Heritage night. They're giving away a chalice. Is that some sort of reference to to drinking? On, <laughs> I mean, it has to be right. Uh, March 18th against Vancouver is Pride night. They're giving away rainbow tube socks. March 25th against Winnipeg is L.A. Rams night. They're giving away a fanny pack. I hear they're making a comeback, but not with me. Uh, March 26th against St. Louis is a night that half of me is very excited about. That's Mexican Heritage Night. Uh, March 4th against Edmonton, First Responders Night. And April 10th against Vancouver, the final home game is Fan Appreciation Night. So there it is, the, the themes and the promotional schedule released by the L.A. Kings. I also retweeted out the uh that schedule if you want to look at that a little bit more in depth as far as how that all works out now i play beer league hockey twice a week and i don't want to eat a meal before i go out and skate but i need a little extra sometimes to give me a boost that's why i reach for a built bar specifically the new cookie dough chunk puff built bar it's real cookie dough chunks in 100 percent real chocolate that can't be good for you right no you're wrong actually it is built bar is made with Collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Why not eat something that tastes good and is good for you? Go to Built.com to snag a box for your family or for yourself if you want to keep it all for yourself and be a pig. If you play hockey like me, uh, you know you can hide it near your hockey bag because my family, my wife is not going to go near that because it smells too bad. Uh, so whether you need a snack for your workout, late night treat, or just uh, want to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar that tastes great. And even better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo LOCKED15. I did want to mention as we close out the show that the 12-day World Junior Championship starts tomorrow, Tuesday, in Edmonton. The Kings have three players taking part, defenseman Helga Granz of Sweden and the Finnish duo of Kasper Simontavl and Samuel Hellenius. Uh, Finland will be playing on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, so 3 p.m. Pacific for us in L.A., uh, against Latvia. Uh, Sweden will play its first game the next day on Wednesday, also against Latvia. And all the games uh, are broadcast on the U.S. on the NHL Network, also streaming free on Fubo TV and Sling TV as well. I will be watching that game uh, on Tuesday, uh, and we'll give you a report on how the pair of Finnish players that are L.A. Kings prospects, Kasper Simontavl and Samuel Hellenius, do in that game to keep up to date with this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at locked on LA Kings. If you'd like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts on this show or the Kings or anything else, uh, the email segment comes up every Friday. The email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E. Thank you so much for making locked on LA Kings. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NHL locked on experts. Give you a daily 30 minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening and for watching Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Go Kings, go.